TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's the Score North Twin Show. It is the Score North AL Central Champs Hope to Repeat Twin Show. This is the Hot Stove Edition. I'm Derek Wetmore with Phil Mackey. And the word is, Phil... There's some Madison Bumgarner takes floating oh around out there. Oh, my gosh. I, uh, I have all of the Madison Bumgarner takes if you want them. I do, and I should read off the top here a report. So we're recording this on a – what day is it today? Is it Thursday? It's Thursday already. <laughs> we're, we're one week away from the end of the winter meetings, and when the, the winter <laughs> meetings haven't even started yet. It's ridiculous. When the hot stove reaches a broil, all of my days run together. They're just constantly refreshing <laughs> Twitter. I'm on TweetDeck. What's MLB Trade Rumors saying? So I'll read this off the top, and I'll say as context – Zach Wheeler signed a five-year deal with the Phillies yesterday for five and one hundred eighteen. It's like twenty-three and a half million a year, basically, and that leads me to wonder what's Madison Bumgarner's price tag, and are the Twins in on that? Our own Judd Zolgad put a report on uh, ScoreNorth.com today. The list of uh, clubs pursuing Mad Bum. I'm sure this is not an exhaustive list, but it's a start. You got the Reds, the White Sox, the Braves. Um, I'm sure that the Twins are on this list too, Phil, but if you are believing the people that you interact with on Twitter, it is a must sign for the Twins. Even Rami said that yesterday. You can't miss out on Madison Bumgarner. What's your thoughts? That's not my take. I think the Twins should I, I I think I think the Twins would be a lot better with Madison Bumgarner. That's my first take. Okay, I'll follow you off to that ledge. Okay. Um I also have a bunch of Madison Bumgarner myths I want to bust here in just a second. But I think it's fair to say they need an impact playoff rotation caliber starting pitcher this winter before they start the season in April, whether that's via trade or free agency. Um, and then it just kind of comes down to all right, how many of those guys are actually available in free agency. Garrett Cole obviously is. Steven Strasburg. I put Madison Bumgarner in the category, not of Garrett Cole, but in the category of if he's in your rotation, He's starting game two or game one of a playoff series for the Twins, uh, so I, I I wouldn't say that it's that it's solely uh, the offseason a success or a failure based on whether you do or don't land Madison Bumgarner, but I do think the offseason's a failure if you don't land a really good starting pitcher in some form. So that's that's my I'm a little bit I'm a little bit uh, different than Rami, but that's my that's An- my main take. Another one, right? Because you count Jake Odorizzi as a good starting pitcher, right? But there was, but you had but. You had to bring him back and then add another one at least. And yeah. then even like open for business at the trade deadline, depending on uh, what else you have. For sure. That's one of my things is Madison Bumgarner would help the Twins be a better staff. To me, I'm not like narrowing my focus there yet. He is, he's good. He's I put him in the same bin as Jake Godorizzi as Zach Wheeler. Some people arguing Wheeler maybe has the most upside of the three. Okay, all right, we can fight about that. But... You know, Hyunjin Ru's in that group too. He's a little bit older, but yeah. he is in the caliber of pitcher of those guys. I am for adding good starting pitcher, so I don't want to be the guy here that's fighting against a Mad Bum addition, just for the record. And, you know, I think there's so many factors in play here. And let's go back to Zach Wheeler for just a second, because smart people who are plugged in, John Heyman is one of the you know, the best baseball insiders, Darren Doogie Wolfson, our guy from the Scoop podcast has been all over the Zach Wheeler reporting over the past month. And it sounds, based on piecing together uh, just different reports, it sounds like the Twins made a five-year offer of $100-plus million 
and according to reports, financial reasons were not the main reasons why he chose to play in Philadelphia. Apparently his wife is from like 20 minutes outside Philadelphia and he wanted to play out east. And I think what's going to bug me here during the winter is like when the Twins lose out on a guy like Zach Wheeler, it the criticism always goes back to the cheap pole ads and the Twins. Well, how do you not? Of course, the Twins made a competitive offer in air quotes yeah, for fake PR offer purposes, the, right? Yeah, that's the accusation. And in fairness, until they actually land one of these big fish, they're going to get saddled with that. Sure. And the uh, the cheap pole ads business will be booming for a lot of people in this town. Um, is it possible that same thing could happen with Madison Bumgarner? Yeah. In fact, there's a report out right now from um, – I saw this on 95.7 The Games website, San Francisco Sports Radio website. I don't know who originally reported it, but that Mad Bum's first priority would be to go back to San Francisco. But a lot of things would have to happen. And I think there's a lot of better franchises, uh, both in terms of winning right now and in terms of getting the most out of Madison Bumgarner, that, uh, the, that the Giants just can't match. But if Madison Bumgarner wants to play for the San Francisco Giants or he wants to play in a warmer climate than the Twin Cities and the Twins offer the same amount of money as anybody else or even more money, we're still going to go back collectively to blaming the cheap poll ads. And that's like that's the one thing I'm bracing for this offseason that I know is going to drive me nuts. But I also know that this front office is taking swings and they are going to land a big fish at some point. What is going to happen to that uh, business that you talked about, the cheap poll ads business, if they sign like Garrett Cole? <laughs> Or if they go, like, there's going to be a go get Anthony sale, Rendon for sure, on those takes. <laughs> yeah, liquidate as fast as possible. Yeah, uh, I I think there are a number of different ways you can go. I think trade targets are even more interesting to me. It, it always counts on the number, and I'm all for guys getting paid. If you're telling me, would you rather have Madison Bumgarner for the Zach Wheeler contract or Hyunjin Ryu for like three years, sixty million or whatever? Like, I think I'd rather have Rue right now on this team. And then I'm also looking at the trade market and saying there's a ton of appealing arms that play for bad organizations that I'd say, hey, prospects? And that's that's how the phone calls – that's literally how the phone call starts. Wait, Instead wait. of, like, dinner, it's prospects? Sure, and that's great. And uh, I think a, a you-up text message would be good. Yeah, that's that right. It depends too, but, what time of day. But, like – the Twins should be looking to give up money for good pitching before they give up prospects for good pitching. You think so? Because you're going to give up prospects for pitching or something in July anyways. Sure. So if you can if you can bolster your roster by just giving up money right now, you're going to wind up, once you get through July 31st, you're going to wind up at least saving some prospects for either future use in trades or for your own uh, purposes on the field. Sure. Yeah. Let's not, Here's here's where I'd like my stance to be on the record. Let's not get blown away. Um, I think Madison Bumgarner is a good pitcher. But I might make this the headline of the podcast, and you can't stop me because you have to go to a meeting after this. Madison Bumgarner is a mid-rotation starter. Disagree. Really? The 2019 San Francisco Giants version of Madison Bumgarner is a mid-rotation starter. And do you think that in 2020 he's just going to be better yes. at age 30? Uh, I think he's going to be better if he picks the right organization. Okay. I think, in fact, this is a great segue. You're and welcome. you can fight me on these, okay? <laughs> Look at you. Sweater game. Radio Segway <laughs> game. It's amazing here. You get it all on the Scorner Twin Show with our Derek Wetmore. Jeez. So I have three Madison Bumgarner myths that I would like to bust. And you can tell me if you agree or disagree with my assessment here, okay? Okay. Is this like that show on- Mythbusters. Like, yeah, this right. is Madison Bumgarner Mythbusters right so, now. My Jamie. <laughs> is that the guy's name? Forget about it. 
You watch Mythbusters? I used to. Yeah, it's a great show. <laughs> it's a great show, but I haven't caught up recently. Well, they should do an episode on Madison Bumgarner. Okay. okay. Let's hear it. Let's give them the pilot. So myth number one, he's old. Man, that guy's just been around forever. Why would you want an old pitcher like Madison Bumgarner? He's 30. Okay. Now, 30 isn't 26 or 27, but it's not 40. I think I, I feel like the way people talk about Madison Bumgarner is, well, the guy's like, like it's like they talk about Cole Hamels, who actually is almost 40. He's like 37 years old. Just got one year, $18 million. Right, and I think he'll, I think he'll be serviceable for, uh, for a Braves team next year. But Madison Bumgarner is not old. If you want to say he has pitched a lot of innings in the major leagues and that be your red flag argument, Okay, like that that's a more accurate conversation than he's old because 30 is not old for a starting pitcher of that caliber in 2019. He's younger than Kyle Gibson, which right? is amazing. He's like 2 years younger than Kyle Gibson, which is think about that for a second. Uh I put Madison Bumgarner in the same category in terms of how good he's been uh as Justin Verlander, Max Scherzer, John Lester for periods. And and other guys who have pitched well into their mid and late thirties. I think there's a certain point if you've made it past a certain point without having chronic injury issues. And he's had some. He's been banged up a little bit in the last you know, three years or so. But I think we've made it past the point where like, oh my god, he's old and broken down, and he pitched a full season last year, and he still has some prime years left. So myth number one, he's old, busted, busted. Okay. You're I not. looked it up, by the way. Adam Savage and Jamie Heineman. Jamie's the one with like the big squirrely mustache. <laughs> That's me. That's you. Okay. <laughs> yes. All right. And by the way, if you disagree with my assessment here, you can you can uh, slap me upside the head. Myth number two. Oh, his velocity. Have you looked at his velocity? His velocity's down. Madbum's just not throwing the same stuff with that fastball that he was as a flamethrower a few years ago. Well, it's a good thing there are. Radar guns and websites like Fangraphs that take radar gun numbers and put them on a website, okay? So Madison Bumgarner's fastball last year averaged 91.5 miles per hour. When he came into the league 10 years ago, his fastball averaged 91.5 miles per hour. Three years ago, at his peak, his fastball was 92.1 miles per hour. So in terms of, oh my God, his velocity is down... The worst thing you can say about Madison Bumgarner's average fastball is that it's down a half mile per hour from like four years ago. And I think there's a pretty good chance, again, if he joins the right organization, I don't know, an organization like the Twins who have a pitching coach that, let's just call him Wes Johnson, that has been known for getting extra miles per hour out of pitchers' arms, I actually think you could see career-high velocity from Madison Bumgarner in 2020. Again, if he picks the right organization. So myth number two, his velocity's down. Busted again. I will say before we move off of this point that like his velocity's not great. He's not Zach Wheeler in that department. He's not even Jake Odorizzi. I'm not saying that you need Velo to succeed as a starting pitcher in the big leagues, but if you're looking for points of differentiation, points of comparison, it's a it's a it's a minus for Mad Bum. I know he's left handed, so that kind of plays a little differently in the average fastball velo for lefties probably a little bit lower than what it is for righties just because sure. you got to have juice to be a right-hander in the big leagues. But, like, I I don't know if this is even where you're heading with this or whatever, but, like, I think we're underrating Jake Odorizzi as a crowd, and I think we're overrating Madison Bumgarner. And to be clear, I think Madison Bumgarner is a good pitcher. 
I think there's a non-zero chance that Jake Odorizzi has a better year in 2020, even if both pick the Twins. Yeah, but you're also taking the best season of Jake Odorizzi's career up against maybe the worst or second worst season of Madison Bumgarner's career. That's fair. I think this is who and... Odorizzi is now, and that's a bit of a gamble on my part. But if this is who you think Odorizzi is, what are the re- what are the main reasons why you think that? Because he's now working in a system. Oh, that has set this up. Oh, okay. He went to the Florida Baseball Ranch. Oh, look I see at you making my point for me. Trying right to hang me with my own words. <laughs> uh, he went to the Florida Baseball Ranch and kind of overhauled his arm path and those sort of things. He was he was able to unlock movement patterns that added velocity. He understands his stuff. He's always been a cerebral guy. Yeah. Um, I don't know anything about Madison Bumgarner as a guy other than what I've seen on TV and in interviews and stuff like that. But. I, so, so I'm not here to say he's not going to adapt to new ways of pitching, and Wes Johnson can't put the sure. pixie dust on him and say, "Hey, go throw 94, use your slider this way, and he's a better pitcher." I'm not saying he can't elevate his game. So, uh, and that and again, like I, I, I needle you, but that kind of plays into my point, which is if they did that with Jake Odorizzi, what could they do with Madison? Bum- if they did that with Tyler Duffy, what could they do with Madison Bumgarner? Now it takes two to tango, and a guy's got to be open-minded enough to change some things. But myth number three and final myth. Uh, Madison Bumgarner Mythbusters episode. I mean, he's just not that good anymore. He's just not very good anymore, and he's certainly not the same guy that uh, that pitched like 36 almost scoreless innings in the World Series or whatever it was, uh, the playoffs, in 2014. He just isn't. Uh, I'll grant you the latter. He probably isn't the same guy that won a World Series MVP five years ago. And that's okay, because if he's even like 80% of the guy or 75% of the guy that won a World Series MVP. If he gives up four runs in that World Series in 36 <laughs> innings, that's fine. That's fine. But it's just factually incorrect to say that he isn't very good anymore. You can say, again, that he's not as good as he was five or six years ago, but to say that he's not very good anymore, his the last three years, uh, even though he's missed some time with injuries, ERAs of 3.2, 3.3, and 3.90 last year, uh, he also had a three and a half WAR last year, which is very good. It's not Cy Young caliber, but again, I just think sometimes when guys kind of drop off, oh man, like LeBron's just not the same player he was a couple years ago. Yeah, that's true. Mm. He still averages twenty six nine and eight. Like <laughs> Madison Bumgarner put together one of the greatest postseason runs in baseball history. That's not the bar. The bar is can you start game two? of an ALDS and have a team feel confident in you? Can you give this rotation a huge boost over what they had last year? And to me, the answer is yes. Can I read a stat for you? And we might have to close on this, just given the time constraints. My goal was to just take up the whole podcast and give you zero chance to rebut, but here we are. (laughs) I'm boxing out for just this tiny little bit of elbow room. Uh, So, okay, weighted on base average. It's a catch-all offensive stat. How good are you at producing runs with a bat for your team? Look at the opposite. As a pitcher, how good are you at suppressing runs for your team? Because we'd both agree, sitting here in this room, and and neither of us has dug as deep into the analysis as all 30 major league teams have. Well, maybe maybe the Orioles. Maybe, maybe a little That's probably, deeper yeah, than that. Yeah. But the other 29 teams. And the Tigers. Yeah, if we're being honest. Just trade Matthew Boyd to the Twins. It's going to happen at some point. Um. So... I look at that as a it's, it's not perfect, but hey, it's it's a good driver in the direction of how good are you as a pitcher over a large enough sample size of innings. I'm going to read for you again. I'm just Madison Bumgarner is a mid rotation starter, and that's fine. If you if you have three number threes, Barrios, Odorizzi, and Bumgarner, that's a pretty decent start to a pretty decent rotation. 
Add Garrett Cole to that. Now we're talking. If you don't, no, all right, maybe you're mid-pack, okay? Here are the guys around Madison Bumgarner. 2019 Mad Bum in weighted on base average allowed four pitchers. Marcus Stroman, Jose Barrios, Madison Bumgarner, Blake Snell, Noah Syndergaard, Mike Miner, uh, a couple spots down, Michael Pineda. So, well, the, so two interesting things there. You're putting him in the same sentence as a couple of the like as Noah Syndergaard, which helps my point. But I, so I, I almost think we're saying the same. We're kind of saying, but you also put Michael Pineda and it was a Jacob Arizzi or uh, Jose, Jose Barrios. Barrios. And so, Mike Miner. These are like these are fine pitchers. I'm not I'm not trying to take anything away from anybody on that list. Good pitcher. You want him on your team. What I'm trying what I'm trying to be very careful and draw a bright red line underneath the name Steven Strasburg because I hear, well, if it's not Cole or Strasburg, it's mad bummer bust. And I don't think that's how it is. I think it's there's a clear yeah, I agree Garrett with you. Cole, maybe step down, Steven Strasburg, maybe step down, and now you're talking Rue, yeah. Bumgarner. Odorizzi, Zach Wheeler, on and on down that list. I I just think that he is a mid rotation starter, and mid rotation starters are good at baseball. Um, there's a, how, how's that for a warm? Wow, take? I just so you think you think Noah Syndergaard's a mid rotation starter? in 2019? He was in 2019. He wasn't that special. He was he's a good pitcher with tons of upside. He also, like the Mets are such a disaster. Like they're more interested in fighting with reporters than they are about putting together an actual product. I think they're hoping too. that is behind them now, but who knows? Well, M-E-T-S. Would we, can we both agree at least, even if we disagree a little on the potential of Madison Bumgarner, if they added Madison Bumgarner to the current rotation, it's a win? Yes. Okay. Yes. What right. I'm cautious about is I hear people going six and 150, who cares? I'm in Burn on, it all down. I'm in on five hundred. Five, five. Sure. I mean, okay. I mean. Final point for me here, and, and there's the winter meetings are going to be super. This is the most activity we've seen at this time of year in baseball in years. So baseball this is, is super fun. fun. Yes, and the, and the twins are players. The twin, the twins are at the poker table and they're splashing chips around. They haven't won a hand yet, but they're splashing chips around. And I think this is the off season to overpay. Don't don't be afraid to overpay. Whether it's for Madison Bumgarner or. Uh, I'd rather them overpay in money than prospects okay. now because I think you might have to overpay in prospects in July. And that's why I'm a little bit more bullish on go spend $25 million a year may sound like a ridiculous amount for you as you look at Mad Bum as like a number three starter. But I see him as an upgrade for a team that can go to the World Series and maybe win it if some things fall right. And don't let like the difference between nineteen million and twenty five million <laughs> be the thing that keeps yeah. you from winning a World Series. Sure, That's what sure. I'm saying. Uh, to close with the poker analogy, you're talking about being at that table and they haven't won a hand yet. No, they're playing super tight. They are the tight player at the poker table, kind of medium stack chip count. They're like they're not the chip leader, but they're also not looking. They don't have to throw a haymaker here and and shove on whatever a mid pocket pair right now, but. You are in a spot where you can go push your way into the final table, and it's probably time to make that move. So uh, We're going to actually do an episode tomorrow that it's 20 minutes of just poker metaphors. <laughs> That's okay by me, fun. Phil. <laughs> That's Phil Mackey. I'm Derek Wetmore. We will be back with you later this week as the Twins make more moves on the Major League Baseball winter hot stove. We'll talk to you then.
My baseball friends, Mackie here for Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Business owners, I'm talking to you, and I've been one myself. I know what goes into it. You love it, but you're grinding every day, solving problems, taking care of employees. It helps tremendously to have an insurance company that gives you peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running a business. When you partner with Federated, you get more than just a policy. You benefit from over a century of experience in making businesses as successful as they can be. Visit FederatedInsurance.com to find your local representative. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect yours. 